Hello and welcome to Intuitive Journey with Desiree. I am Desiree Holmes-Sharini, your host. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, the language of love. For many of us, we don't know much about this, but there are patterns and we can use this information to help us have a better relationship. As I record this, it's a couple weeks after Valentine's Day in 2021. And uh, of course I had intended to do this before Valentine's Day, but with this information, you got a year to go to make your next Valentine's Day perfect. So what I'm gonna start with is uh, what is a language of love? What does that mean? Well, what it means is how someone expresses their affection for someone else. And what happens if we don't understand the different languages of love, we might feel unloved or we might be sending the, law, the wrong message to someone when we wanna show them love. And the more that we understand each other's within a relationship, the better we are. And the more forgiving we can be when maybe they're not saying it literally just the way that we want them to. So what are the standard languages of love? There are five different ones. And I'm just gonna read through here first. Uh, and these are in no particular order, but there are words of affirmation, you know, meaning the I love yous, uh, you're wonderful, uh, you know, I'm so glad you're in my life, th those sort of things where someone outwardly, verbally praises the other, tells them how they feel with their words and, you know, expresses themselves openly about how they love someone. Uh, next is the quality time. Quality time, of course, is someone who will set time aside to be with you. And it doesn't even have to be something special or over the top. Quality time are those little moments that you can just have a laugh together, take a walk, sit down together on the sofa, hold hands, watch TV. It doesn't mean it's uh, an event. Quality time means to be with someone else in a way that is intimate and often. Okay, uh, as opposed to sometimes, <laughs> I'm backtracking, sometimes people say, well, I spent time with you, but what they meant was they were in the room with someone, right? Or they were in the same house and they saw that as, as spending time. Quality time means actually having some sort of interaction or shared shared intimacy or space and not necessarily like making love, but it means to be with that person, not in the same physical space. So there's a difference there. Okay. Uh, then there's acts of service. Acts of service are doing those little things that you don't have to do, not because you're told to, but because it's a act of love, an act of service. It could be uh, bringing someone a cup of coffee in the morning. It could be uh, the foot rub. It could be picking up a rose and bringing it home. Uh, it could be doing someone else's laundry, making their favorite dinner, going out of your way to make their day better, as opposed to simply each of you going about your routine and taking care of number one only. It's taking care of yourself as well as doing nice things for the other person. Then there are gifts. And gifts, of course, we're all familiar with. It's the 
you know, bouquet of flowers, which could fall under the acts of service, but not quite the same, right? Uh, but gifts, uh, the, and a lot of times the gift giver is someone who they express their love with um, larger gifts, with the expensive um, dinner or the particularly expensive piece of jewelry uh, but it could also be little gifts too. So expressing their love through that little um, scented candle or any gift, a gift. And the thing with a gift is to express your love through gifts, for example, it doesn't mean to just do it on holidays that standardly require a gift, but little gifts in between, showing a little act of love through your gifts. And then there is touch. And that is the physical expression of love. That could be love making, kissing, holding hands, um, just that fit, putting the arm around someone, touching, rubbing shoulders, uh, that sort of thing. The, the physical connection, the way that some people show love through touching and uh, tenderness. So those are the five basic ones. And some people speak all of them. Some people only speak one of them. Some people lean toward one and not the other because um, just their upbringing, for example, even some cultures, for example, it might not be um, okay to uh, maybe show uh, physical, you know, hold hands in public or something like that, where other places people are very physical with each other and touch and kiss on the cheeks and hold hands. And uh, that's normal. So culturally, we learn our different languages of love. Uh, of course, primarily, we can learn languages of love from our parents. If we were held and shown affection physically as a child, then we also learn that that's a way to show affection. If, for example, though, we might have had a parent that wasn't comfortable with hugging or, or even saying something nice, like, you know, I love you. <laughs> if, if you had a parent like that, but they paid your bills and they, you know, made sure that you had what you need, that was their language of love. And that might be as far as they learned from their parents that this uh, love is... Um, you know, a certain language for them. So we do tend to carry over what we learned from our parents. And then as we grow in our relationships and have our own children, you know, for example, we can grow in our languages of love. Ideally, it's wonderful to be able to speak all of them and understand all of them. And when someone does something to have gratitude and appreciate it, recognizing their language of love. And that's why I think it's so important in relationships for people to learn this. So in addition to these languages of love that people use, there are a couple personality types and I will refer to them by what they're called um, in uh, emotional and physical sexuality. But it's not really only about sexuality. It's just the terminology that's been used around it. And so basically you could divide people into one or the other. And this is similar to Enneagrams, but Enneagrams get so much bigger. So I'm maybe I'll go into Enneagrams in a, a future um, 
whatever episode, <laughs> but right now, keeping it simple. So how we describe that an emotional sexuality style. And it, like I said, it's not just about sexuality, it's more of a personality type. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because between those two, one will be more likely to use a certain love language and the other will be more likely to use a different kind of love language. And it does tend to seem that opposites attract. And contrary to some um, belief systems, the, this, um, these studies show that we tend to follow um, a certain pattern, not necessarily based on the same sex parent, but on the father or on the mother. So it, um, I'd have to go into more detail to exactly remember which one it was. I think it was the, um, we both follow the father. Well, don't worry about that part, but the emotional it, and also these, these terms kind of don't necessarily fully fit the way they express it, but the emotional, uh, type is, uh, if you can think of it as more sensitive, more, uh, more in their, in their head and less outgoing. So if we were to go to tie it to, um, extrovert or introvert, the emotional one is more of an introvert. And so their love language is often, um, less expressed and the physical one is more expressive. So the physical type will want and show more physical touch, will express their love more outward, outwardly in their words, uh, will be more forward with their expressions of love. Whereas the emotional one is much more reserved and doesn't say I love you often and doesn't necessarily touch or hold very often. And you, you can see how there's almost a, a yin yang thing going on here. And ironically, these two types tend to be drawn to each other. So there's a balance. However, where the problem could come up is when the, with, when the emotional one feels hurt or is upset about something in the relationship, they will withdraw. And so the physical will, you know, try to push forward more and that pushes the other further back and tell the person, the, the physical one pushing, pushing, just getting more pull away will eventually give up. And that may be the end of that relationship. So ironically, Usually it's the physical who will end the relationship, but it's the emotional who ends the intimacy and the connection first based on their own upset or, or their own feelings. So they do it subtly, whereas after this reaction, the physical one will end it when they don't get um, the, I guess, acknowledgement or, or the reciprocation for their efforts toward connection and love. Now, also to be um, of interest here is there's tests out there, and I'm going to see if I can find one and link it down here. But the language of love 
that can be so confusing with these two personality types is, as I've mentioned, the physical one expresses and sees expressions of love as saying I love you, holding intimacy, and the all the more romantic things about love. And if they were to label the things that are important to them in life, things like relationships would come up first, things like uh, uh, adventure, things like living things that will come up first, and then finances would be lower on the list of how they list things that are important. Whereas the emotional one, the one that falls under that category, finances will be the more important thing in their life and relationship comes later. So you can imagine if it came to some sort of a challenge in the relationship, how this could happen that the physical one is looking for more affection, physical, more touching, loving, time together, uh, that sort of stuff. Whereas the emotional one, and again, don't tie these, these are just labels. It doesn't mean they're emotional. It actually means they're less emotional. <laughs> and the physical one is actually more emotional as we understand it usually. But the one who's labeled uh, emotional will withdraw and see their languages of love as the gift giving, the bill paying, and think why I don't understand how this person doesn't appreciate the love I'm showing them because they're expressing love with what they see as the most valuable part of life. And that is the financial support and income. And the other being the more romantic version of, of love sees themselves as being ignored and that the other person only cares about money. And of course this can go, you know, it, it can get worse and worse until, like I said, the physical one will be pushing for more intimacy, more romance, more time, and the emotional one will withdraw and pull back. So another thing about this is, uh, you probably all know this person, the uh, emotional sexuality type needs more time and more space. They're the ones who need their like man cave or they're just like, I just need my space because they're not as in touch with their their own personal emotions, their own personal feelings, it takes them time to really get to understand themselves before they can even express themselves to the other. Whereas the physical one is much more likely to have that feeling, have, be clear on, or, or maybe too quick to express their love, to, to put it out there. And so they might understand the person who needs more time, more space, as uh, withdrawing, as not interested, as not loving them. And you can see how these could all lead to uh, misunderstandings and the end of something that could have been something better. So I think that was my pretty much my short top talk on just understanding what the difference is between love languages are and that there actually are basic personality types that lead to one or the other based on what we value. And, and it's not that valuing finances over relationship is necessarily a bad thing or that valuing relationship over finances is a bad thing. We all need these balances. And for example, if you had two physicals 
that are married and they both are like highly up here with the, you know, um, living the life of uh, emotion, uh, not emotional, but living the life of, well, we just want to love and enjoy life. And, but finances are down here for both of them. You know, they're probably the ones that are living in a van, you know, at the extreme levels and, but traveling all over the country or something, but there's going to be some problem there. Whereas in a couple, it's often does make sense that one is more financially focused and the other one's more emotionally focused. And if they can understand and appreciate each other's language of love, then they can balance each other out and, and have gratitude for both languages. Uh, so I think that's it. Yep. So, so here, here's what I, I challenge you to do is learn your language of love. Think about the ways that you express your love and then think about if you have a partner or in the past, uh, how you've gotten that love or even go back and see old relationships. What happened? How did that fall apart and why? And did you just not understand the person's language of love? And you might even want to have a, a conversation with a partner and uh, even your kids or something and say, how do you see me as, as expressing my language of love and study these things together. And the more languages of love you can speak, the better. So don't just always say, I love you, I love you, but don't follow it up with the action of say quality time or you know buying gifts because then the person receiving says, well, they always say this, but then they don't show me, right? Or if you're only loving, you know, touching, rubbing the shoulders, but when it comes to somebody needing you there, like when they really need you, you're like, oh, I'm not available. You know, that, that's part of love. It's part of love is being there, the quality time, the words of affirmation, the acts of service, the gift and the touch. And you may not get them all, but the more that you can, the more loved your partner or your family will feel. So I'll put down in the details a couple of links for you to explore. And I think I can I think I found a test I can put down there for you too to see what your language of love is. Thanks for being here. I'm Desiree Holmes Sharini on Intuitive Journey with Desiree. Go forth and love. Bye.